it's uh, Dave Barnett from the investlocalbook.com blog site, author of Invest Local and Franchise Warnings. Wanted to talk a little bit today about business failure and closing. Um, I live in Moncton, New Brunswick on the east coast of Canada and in the last week in the newspaper there have been a multitude of local businesses that have been shut down. Um, there is a franchise called Freshy that closed in the downtown. There is a uh, Panago Pizzeria franchise that closed down. There is a Timothy's Coffee Shop on Main Street that closed down. And, you know, at, at time, and, and these are largely franchises, but they all have local owners and, and they are to some degree local businesses. And, you know, what, what starts to happen when you see a bunch of closures like this is people go on to Facebook and other social media and they start to beat the, um, you know, buy local drum. It's important for us to support local businesses. And I, I think that is important. It is important to support local businesses. But w the bigger lesson that I think that people should be taking from this type of things, this string of closures, is that all business is on the march towards closure. Um, if you look at the, you know, in my Business Buyer Secrets course, I teach the difference between a business and a corporation. So uh, if you owned a corporation, that corporation might own a building. It might own, be in the, so now it's in the commercial real estate business. It might have a convenience store operating from that building. So now you're in the convenience store business. You might have a couple of tables and chairs where you serve coffee. So now you're in the coffee business. And at the back of the building, there might be rows and rows of DVDs. So now you're in the DVD rental business. So a business is something that has a place, capital, and people that all work together to produce a cash flow. So, you know, one of Canada's longest lived businesses was the Hudson's Bay Company. And they started 400 years ago, uh, basically trading pots and pans with uh, First Nations people in exchange for furs, right? Um, but they got out of that business and they eventually got into the department store business until recently we had the Bay department stores in Canada and they also owned Zellers. So while the corporation existed for 400 years, they were in different businesses over the course of time. When you have a business, the business is subject to all kinds of threats, um, you know, competition, changing technology, uh, government regulation and rules. Um, you know, a couple of provinces in Canada have socialized auto insurance, for example. So if you were an insurance broker in Manitoba or uh, British Columbia when they brought in their government-run insurance schemes, suddenly your business was out of business because people couldn't, couldn't even choose to buy insurance from you. Um, they had to buy their liability insurance from the government on a certain day. So all these threats exist in the world uh, that can kill a business overnight. And, you know, competition is the biggest one. That Timothy's downtown on Main Street that closed uh, probably closed because the, um, you know, Starbucks moved in less than a year ago just at the end of the block. So two competing high-end coffee places with fancy coffees um, with a limited market down there, you know, and Timothy's unfortunately got squeezed out by Starbucks. This happens. Well, for the owners of those businesses, here's, here's what I want to point out. When you run a business, you've got to be running it with the idea that someday you could be forced out of business. 
And the unfortunate thing that I see is people who are, have success in business and they build up a business and then things start to go wrong and then they start to put money back into the business to prop it up. And it ends up consuming the wealth that it generated earlier. And it takes a lot of courage to get into business, but it takes even more courage to realize it's time to pull the plug. I'm not going to throw good money after bad. It's time to get out of this. Now, that decision obviously is going to be um, controlled or affected by whether or not you have personal guarantees on the lease or on the loans that might be involved in that business. And what I don't think a lot of people out there understand is that sometimes it does actually make sense to keep a failing business open because the cost personally to failing on the lease or the loans could be more than propping up the business. I always caution people to consider these things before they get into business and to have a plan. What happens halfway through this lease if you suddenly have to pull the plug? Um, I recently um, did a review of a book and I'm going to be doing a book, a book review on the video log and on my blog uh, for a new book from a guy named Ted Leverett down in Florida who was head of the Partner on Call uh, Business Buyer Advocate Network. One of the key things that I learned from Ted is that while I always said that everything was negotiable, he pointed out certain things to me that are even more negotiable than negotiable. So for example, if someone says they want a personal guarantee on a lease, you can say no, they can say yes. You might reach the point where you have to give a personal guarantee. So you agree to the guarantee, but don't stop negotiating. You can say, yeah, I'll give a personal guarantee on the first 24 months, and now you can negotiate the length of the personal guarantee. So when my ex-wife bought a business, for example, we had a vendor take-back note, and the vendor wanted a personal guarantee on that note, and we employed this very trick where we actually negotiated the length of the personal guarantee. And so it was a three-year note, and uh, I think my ex-wife only guaranteed the first 18 months of payments, meaning that if all hell broke loose and you know things fell apart, she would have to cough up whatever payments were left up to that 18th payment. So every month her personal guarantee was reduced and her personal guarantee was never the full exposure of the debt. You can do the same thing with leases with landlords. You can try to negotiate that. Um, with government-backed small business loans here in Canada, 25% um, of the principal has to be personally guaranteed, so there's already a limiting consideration there. Um, so you need to have a plan. And when times are good, you need to take your chips off the table. And you need to take that money out of the business and you need to put it away somewhere safe where, you know, heaven forbid you should even have to declare bankruptcy that people can't get their hands on it. And so certain investments are protected that way, like insurance products. Um, you know, you need to talk to qualified people about this, of course. But there are certain life insurance investment vehicles that are protected from bankruptcy. Certain registered retirement savings programs are protected from bankruptcy. Um, but my favorite of all, of course, it would be a little bit of physical precious metals because there might not be a record of it anywhere, any place that anyone could ever find that you ever bought that stuff. Anyway, um, just some notes on failure and bankruptcy, and I do believe you should buy local. Um, in any respect, 
have a great day. Um, and don't forget to buy my books and read them. They will help you become smarter. Invest Local and Franchise Warnings, available on Amazon worldwide and from my blog site as a PDF download, investlocalbook.com. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye.